0: You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, joined as usual by my co-host, Matt Collins. We are here to bring you the best Red Sox coverage on the Internet Monday through Friday. And we want to be part of your daily routine. So be sure to subscribe to us on Himalaya. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is your June 13th edition of the podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a Red Sox win over the Rangers. Yes, I know. It's very shocking. Um, Hotels.com is uh, bringing you um, part of this episode. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. All right, good morning, Matt. Um, we are recording this very early in the morning, uh, the day of. Um, yesterday, um, we had a pretty good game for the Red Sox. They ended up winning 4-3. to uh, Their record moved to 35-34. and 34. And it was an important win against the Rangers team that they had been struggling against. I, I think the story that we should probably start with is Rick Porcello, who was the pitcher, um, Rick Porcello did struggle a little bit early in the game. Pence doubled um, in two runs at the beginning of the game to give them a 2 nothing lead in the first. But after that, um, Porcello really, really settled in and ended up retiring 15 guys in a row. Um, and looked really good doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looked like um, in that first inning I mean, first it looked like he was going to roll. He got first two outs and then um, Elvis Andrews was the third batter. He got to 02 and then they go in single, ground rule double, regular double. They scored the two runs, like you said. And it kind of felt like, well, this is going to be one of those days. The offense is going to have to score a bunch of runs if they're going to win. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, Porcello really turned it around. Um, his breaking ball and his, two-seam fastball, I mean, he was commanding everything, um, from the second, the second, third, fourth, and fifth innings, um, his command was impeccable, and I mean, that's what we need from Porcello every time, um, obviously, he's not, he's, his stuff has gotten better over his career, it's not, like, bad stuff, but it's not, he's not overpowering, he needs to live on the edges of the zone, that's what he was doing, um, And, I mean, I think the most impressive thing here is that he didn't allow a home run, which is very rare for Porcelvo. He's generally good for at least one home run every outing. So, I mean, I think that kind of shows where his command was, that everything stayed in the park for this game.
1: Yeah, that two-seam was particularly impressive. Uh, He kept throwing that pitch and just basically biting the edge of the strike zone just enough that hitters were Laying off of it because it looked like it wasn't Going to be in the zone and then it would just come back And clip the edge uh, Which was very very impressive
0: Yeah yeah I mean and that's I mean he has days where his four seam is this pitch But I mean I think Ideally um, The two seam being his best pitch At least just from a watching standpoint Is kind of The best version of Rick Porcello Yeah
1: yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Rick went 6.2 innings, uh, only allowed five hits, uh, the two earned runs that we mentioned, six strikeouts, no walks, um, zero home runs, as Matt said, threw 101 pitches. Uh, definitely one of the better one of the better outings I've seen from him uh, this this year, I think. And then he was replaced by Brandon Workman for 1.1 innings. Brandon Workman came in, did a good job, um, allowed one run, but um, it was a Vasquez error involved in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... Workman came in in the seventh um, after Porcello had given up a single and then... um, he got a big strike up there to end that inning. He wasn't as good in that second inning, but uh I mean he hit Shinsu Shin Chu, I can never say his name. Shin Chu. Um, when he was trying to bunt and then yeah, like you said, Vasquez made the error. DeShields was trying to bunt Chu over and Vasquez's throw just sailed away on him. Um so that put a couple guys in scoring position with just one out. Felt like that was a opportunity where I mean the Red Sox were winning three two at this point. It felt like that was the spot where they were gonna give up a few runs and uh the Rangers were gonna take a late lead. But workman did okay. He got uh he did give up a sack fly to tie the game, but other than that he was able to get out of it without too much trouble, so um he was probably a little bit better than the sat line looked. His fastball looked pretty good in this game. But uh yeah, it was, that was mostly on fast for the air. Everybody hits you. Everybody hits Chu.
1: Yeah, did you know that Chu is the most hit player in Major League Baseball?
0: I did not know that. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Yeah, Chu is hit more than anybody else over, like, the last five, ten years or something like that, that he's been in the big leagues. It's uh,
0: it's weird. It doesn't seem like – he doesn't really strike me as a guy that, like, crowds the plate. I guess I don't really watch him that much, though.
1: Yeah. He's a good player, though. He's had, yeah, yeah, like, he a is. really
0: good career. Yeah, I mean, he – uh. Yeah, he fell off for a couple of years there, but he's come back. Yeah, yeah. I uh I really like
1: Shinsu Um just incredible O B P guy. Um three seventy six on the year this year. He's had two really good seasons here late in his career, uh in last year and this year. So he's an interesting guy to have at the top of that lineup for sure. Uh, getting back to the Red Sox though. Uh, Matt Barnes comes in uh, to close this one out. Uh, pitches one inning, uh, two strikeouts, one walk. But more importantly, I think um, Matt Barnes didn't allow any damage, which I think is good for his confidence. Um, he did throw uh, nine nine strikes out of 18 pitches, so maybe wasn't quite as sharp, but I thought he looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, he looked, he looked better. I mean, there's still... Some improvement there that needs to be, that needs to happen. But, uh, I, mean, he was throwing, he threw more fastballs than curveballs for the first time. And I don't know how long seems like forever. Um, there's only one more, but he also worked in the splitter a few times, um, which is nice to see. So a step in the right direction. There's still work to be done. Um, we all know Barnes, how good Barnes can be. He just needs to, um, kind of get back in that rhythm. Yeah.
1: Now we're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to touch upon uh, the offense yesterday that powered this team to the win. All right, welcome back to the show for the second segment. Um, on the offensive side of things, it was it was Devers who kind of got things going in the beginning of the game. Um, Devers singles to center, Benintendi scores. Um, but I think the big story is Benintendi's big game. Uh, Benintendi had three hits today. <laughs> Uh, two RBIs, and uh, more importantly, I think was was involved in pretty much every big offensive play except for the end of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean he was he was the force um, early in the game. I mean, like we said, the Rangers did go up two nothing in the first, and it felt like the Red Sox were gonna have to answer back quickly. They didn't want to. Uh, give Texas a chance to build on that lead. Obviously, Porcello settled down. That wasn't much of a concern. But uh at the time, we didn't know that. Yeah, Benintendi had a big double um in that first inning to kind of start a rally. And he's been, I mean, early in the year, one of the biggest criticisms of this team was how bad they were in the first inning and specifically how bad Benintendi was. But it really seems like since he's gone to the two spot, um, he swung the bat much better. Uh, I don't know how much of that is him being more comfortable in that spot and how much it's just regression that was going to happen no matter what, wherever he was hitting. But whatever the case, um he's really getting off to better starts. So, yeah, I mean, he had that double. He had a triple in his next at-bat and then another double um either in his next at-bat after that or the one following that. So, yeah, I mean, this team, they need... Benintendi at the top of the lineup, um, especially with Wookiee Betts aren't really doing much. And, uh, I mean, today JD Martinez and Sandy Bogarts didn't do much of anything either. So, uh, that's a game where Ben needs to step up. And that's exactly what he did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the team certainly needs him to be that key offensive cog if they're want, gonna want to get where they they need to go. Um, bottom of the ninth is where the team won the game and it was kind of an interesting sequence so I'll break it down for everybody who you know, maybe didn't get a chance to watch this one because of the earlier start here but Vasquez hits a ground rule double deep center Um, Marco Hernandez comes in to run for Vasquez and then we have Jackie Bradley Jr. single to center Uh, Marco Hernandez makes his way over to third and Chavis draws a walk and then Betts walks Um, and Marco Hernandez scores so uh, not exactly the the type of play that you would be looking for from from bets usually at the end of the game, but you know he came up and drew a key walk and and, and drove everybody or not drove everybody in, but you know got got the run home. That's the important thing. So a, a walk-off walk
0: off <laughs> walk. Yeah, I mean they you watch the sequence that he got. Um, Jesse Chavez, who's pitching for Texas. Really wanted no part of Betts in that situation, which generally you can't really blame a pitcher for, but basis loaded tag game in the ninth, obviously he throw strikes, but, uh, he was trying to go down and away to him the whole at bat and it just kept missing, so, uh, Betts wasn't gonna swing unless he actually came to him. Um, but I mean, I think, I think the big play here was obviously Vasquez with the ground rule double, especially, um, since he, his error in the eighth was kind of the reason the game was tied in the first place. He had, to come up with a big at bat and he did um, that was big Bradley single probably should have won the game um, a couple batters earlier Marco Hernandez got a pretty bad read on it off the bat and uh hung around near second base in case it was caught even though it had no chance so he probably should have scored on that no harm no foul though I mean they got the win and um, yeah it was mostly Jesse Chavez especially after that Bradley single just could not find the strike zone
1: Yeah, and part of the story here, though, is the fact that it was the bottom of the lineup that kind of made this possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's big, especially, like I said, I mean, Betts, that was the only time Betts was on base today. Um, J.D. Martinez didn't get on base. Bogart's got on base only once. Um, You need other guys to step up if your big names are going to have bad days like that. And Vasquez had a couple hits, and Bradley and Chavis each got on base a couple times. Um, That's big, and I mean, that's... When this team is going well, you can tell because the bottom of the lineup is really doing their part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Red Sox will go for the split today uh, with a uh, David Price on the mound versus Adrian Sampson. Uh, Adrian Sampson's a righty. He's got a three point seven two ERA on the year this year. He's been pretty solid, um, but the Red Sox don't typically have trouble with righties, so I feel pretty good about this matchup. And then um, David Price. If you haven't looked at David Price's stats lately, you might not be realizing how good of a season David Price is having, but he's got a 2.70 ERA, 105 whip, 60 innings pitched, uh, and 69 strikeouts. Uh, this guy has been quietly the best, most consistent starter for the Red Sox for the entire season.
0: I don't know if it's that quiet anymore. Um, I mean, he's been pretty emphatic with his results lately. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it since the middle of last year I and mean, he just figured out how to pitch again, um, without his prime stuff. And I mean, that I've talked about it a million times. That cutter away to righties is just filthy. Um, so uh, yeah, so I mean, he's, he's kind of been the stopper for this team for his last few outings and they did win, uh, yesterday's game, which, changes things a little bit but I mean it still feels like they need a win today and this is the guy you want on the mound for that absolutely it's going to be good
1: Um, and and just to you know it hasn't gone completely under the radar but really since Chris Sale turned around I think the story has been Chris Sale and how good Chris Sale has been and I think sometimes being on the same team as Chris Sale can make you fly under the radar a little bit
0: Maybe, maybe I'm just too close.
1: I think you're 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 very much uh, a David Price guy.
0: <laughs> it's hard not to be.
1: Yeah, he's good. You know what we don't hear about anymore, which is cool: opt outs and not performing in big moments. So
0: people yelling I mean. on airplanes. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all. All that all that stuff that we don't have to hear about with David Price anymore is just it's great. It's great not to hear about that. It's great to focus on things like his ERA and his WHIP.
0: Yes. Well, I think you're the only person who focuses on WIP, but it's okay. Uh,
1: I like the stat. I do. Okay, that's our show. Uh, thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the show uh, on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Red Sox. Himalaya, if you haven't downloaded it yet, it's free. It's very easy to use. It has every single podcast you'd possibly look for. And uh, their expert takes, taste makers can make you personally curated uh, playlists uh, based off of uh, just asking you a few questions about what you like to listen to. Um, you can also make shareable episodic playlists where uh, listeners can build podcasts, uh, lists of podcasts, uh, by episode and then share them with your friends so you can maybe build a Red Sox one and include this podcast in it. Uh, if you like the show, please go on and write and review us and uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow the Locked On Red Sox account at LO underscore Red Sox. You can follow Matt at Matt RY Collins, and you can follow me at Jake. You can ask us questions and interact with us there. Um, lastly, urge other Red Sox fans to subscribe to the show. Fans of the league as a whole, please tune into Locked On MLB to get an overview of what's happening in the league in just 15 minutes. So, thank you so much, and we'll be with you for your Friday edition of the show tomorrow.